We're your hosts. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kelsey. Florida natives for two decades. And true crime fanatics. Welcome to the chaos of sunshine and shadows. The Sunshine State earned her nickname in 1970, boasting over 800 miles of beaches and 1,500 miles of intercoastal waterways, 11 national parks, and over 8 of the top amusement parks. Florida is the perfect vacation spot to unwind, relax, and vacation with family and friends. Or is it? Florida has 67 counties, totaling a little over 40 million acres of land broken up into six different regions, filled with swamps, farms, and many rural cities. On this podcast, we will take a look at the counties and their dark, seedy underbellies of crime and mystery, reminding everyone that you can't have sunshine without the shadows. On this season of Sunshine and Shadows, we will be focusing on the Sunshine State's infamous Northeast Florida region. These 20 mostly rural farm towns do bring forth several universities and state colleges and larger metropolitan areas. During this season, we will be examining these counties, exposing their dark, shadowy secrets in the pursuit of advocating for families and giving a voice to the voiceless. Join us on this journey to learn more about our home state on this season of Sunshine and Shadows. What is up, gremlins? Hey, humans! Um, oh shit, I'm trying not to say um as much. So I kind of wanted to address um, that from um, my um. first recording, <laughs> my Summer Thompson one. I didn't realize somebody said um until I went back and re-listened to it. I just feel like we had a lot of really quality content on there that I don't necessarily want to re-record it. I apologize for my ums. This will just be... I will get better. This will just be great. Like, we can look... <laughs> um, We can just look back... Um. Um, <laughs> we'll just be able to look back and look at how far we've come. It's a great starting point. It is. So if I have any weird pauses as I'm doing the old <laughs> trick where like when you want to say the word um, you completely stop. Oh. So okay. I'm going to try it because I used to not say them. Like I used to get A's on my speeches in college because I never said the word um, ah, uh, uh. Like I was so good at it. I never had to be taught really? to fix it. The I say- pandemic fucked that up. I say like a lot. <laughs> I used to be like one of the graders for the speeches. And like, you know, when you're listening to it, you're like, see, I just said like two times in one sentence. And you're just sitting there and it's like, 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 and I was like, like, bro, for real. Exactly. So for this case, we're still in Alachua County. Whoop, whoop. This is well, our first historic one. History doesn't always play well for individuals of color. And unfortunately... We were born of Caucasian descent, but we live in our 2% and we season our food. So I like what I was given the nickname Spicy Mayo. By who? <laughs> By Sandy. Okay. Okay. That's so say If a white person called you that, it doesn't count. Puerto Rican. She counts. Sandy does count. So just to go over a little bit of Alachua County, as we talked about it last week. So Alachua County is a county in the north central portion of Florida. Uh... The 1823 Treaty of Moultrie Creek required the Seminole tribe to move the reservation south of what is now Ocala. Then we had some settlers come in, and now we're a really big college town. So that's just, we talked about it a lot in the previous episode. If you want to download on Alachua County, go to the previous episode. So what I will say. We colonized. 
Oh. <laughs> what I will say for Newberry, Newberry's oh. about page, five sentences. I had to go to a Wikipedia to pull more information. No. Wait, I go to a Wikipedia to pull a lot of my stuff because when you follow the link to the government website, you can never find key information without going down a rabbit hole. And I'm just like, Wikipedia is so much more helpful. Come for me. I cited them. <laughs> Okay, I did not. I just oh. <laughs> I just went to Google. So for like Orange Park, I typed in about Orange Park. And it brought me to the about page of their government website. Okay, so I need to start typing in about and then the city. Well, some of them will give you like two pages. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Keystone's about page was, it was a pick me girl. Yep. Newberry's is anti-pick me girl. Newberry's so, is anti-people. <laughs> Anti-establishment. So I'm going to tell you when the part from um, Wikipedia ended and when the actual Newberry. So you can see how short Newberry's was. Okay, cool. Beans. So Newberry was developed as a mining and railroad town in the late 19th century. Uh, since the mid 20th century, it's developed into new commodity crops for agriculture. In 1984, Freddie Walmart was elected as its flat first black mayor. You say Walmart or Walmart? Warmark. Oh. W-A-R-M-A-C-K. Warmack. 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 Freddie Warmack. Sorry, oh, that's bud. That's kind of a cool name. So he was elected as its first black mayor, and he gained 60% of the white vote. Whoa. I know. He was Obaming before Obaming was cool. He was. The city's historic district is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Since 2019, Newberry City Commissioner has included a National Development Officer for the right-wing John Birch Society. That's Wikipedia's. So now we enter what is on the Newberry's website. Let's go, Newberry. (laughs) Our community is a fast-growing, full-service community of over 5,000 residents situated in north-central Florida near Gainesville and the University of Florida. Residents enjoy the great atmosphere, warm, friendly people, and sense of community that you only find in a small town, while remaining close to the recreational, cultural, and college town activities offered minutes away in nearby Gainesville. Uh, Newberry's economy is keeping pace with its growth. While experiencing a modest increase in manufacturing in recent years, the community remains close to its agricultural-based roots. And then Newberry's annual Watermelon Fest is the largest continuously operated festival of its kind in the world. Period end done, and that is how you do an about page. Yeah, I want to go to the festival. I tell you, when I was younger, I was like Miss Watermelon Queen like three times. I have the trophies. Shut up. I have the trophies. I believe it. I want to go. Can you go? Can we go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can go. We're going to the festival. We're going. Please tell me it's not in the middle of summer. Well, watermelon season is the middle of summer. I know. Hate to break to you. Hell, the start of watermelon season. Hell's bells is gonna be hot. Very hot. Okay. So, as I mentioned before, this is our first historical case. It takes place in 1916 in Newberry, Florida. Mm. This is a rough one, um, as it was a mob lynching of six, possibly more, innocent black citizens. Um, And this is a heavy one, and I'm going to do my best to shed light on what happened in 1916. So, as well as to point out how long the community went without receiving any acknowledgments for like the family members that was lost in this what? so they just didn't talk about it like it happened and it was just like Shh, done oh you'll see it's worse than that oh. so before i go into this case i wanted to thank the historians 
who have worked hard to uncover the truth as to what happened to many blacks during this time. As we can assume, the newspapers were written and printed by white people, uh, and that often did not reflect the truth of what had happened during this time. So a majority, basically all my research, except for the last sentence of this, comes from one individual's website. What? Yeah, I had a really, so I almost switched my case because I couldn't find any correct newspapers that went into depth about what happened. They were just non-existent. Okay. So, so I found his website and it detailed, so I'm going to talk about him. So for our listeners for reference, gosh, what we had six or seven on the Jordan case, we had, you know, probably six or seven for mm-hmm. years as well. And then moving forward, we usually use six to seven different cited sources like newspapers news articles things like that you have one i have one which unfortunately isn't super uncommon when it comes to historical cases because unless you find like the books that are written then i mean you got to think about it in 1916 as i said earlier newspapers were printed by white people i mean I understand so what that. they printed in the newspaper is not a reflection as to what actually happened you're out here playing uno with this case like one you have yeah. one historic like goodness like that's you know i guess like that's disgusting because like you know we're america we should be better yeah okay <laughs> so i would like us to be better me too my goal is that all citizens are equal no matter of their race ethnicity or gender Supreme mm-hmm. court <laughs> looking at you hard um so to me like the fact that you like literally are playing uno with one accurate you know, reporting is just, like, mind-boggling to me. hmm You're making a face. This gets worse than just the one news article, doesn't it? Possibly. Depends on your definition of the word worse. So, as I said, a majority of my research and facts from this case and others about this come from Marvin Dunn. Um, so I'll be linking his website in the show notes, and I encourage everyone who listens to this to go to the website and learn more about himself, his history, and the history of... Growing up in Florida as a young black man, and so he was born in the early 40s. So he grew up, as says in the first quote of his website, growing up in the Jim Crow era. So to give you a brief overview of who he was, he was born in Florida in the 1940s. His parents are J.C. Dunn and Corinne Williams. So he said growing up, until he got to a certain age, he didn't really understand why his father had like a hatred for white people. And when he got older, his father told him about a chance encounter that his parents had when they were dating. Um, so they were actually walking home from a date together. Aww. And a group of white males passed them in a pickup truck. So they saw them. They saw JC, who was his father. And they said, that's JC. Let's get him. So they flipped a U-turn. What did JC do? Just walking home from a date? Walking home from a date in the 30s. Oh. So existing in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. They flipped a U-turn. They chased JC and Corinne. And I don't really... In here, I put it that they... Um, it was a, a muddy roadside, essentially. So I couldn't think of the word. Not a retention pond, but what's it like? It's not the road, but it's on the side of the road. What are those things called? It's a ditch. A ditch. That's what it was. I couldn't think of the word when I was typing this. And it just was not coming to me. But essentially, they flee, They fled... And then they found a like ditch and they jumped into a muddy ditch with his father jumping over his mother and covering his mother with his body to like protect her. Yeah. 
At that point, the white, I'm going to call them a mob because that's definitely a mob situation. Yeah. Saw them in the mud in their nice clothes, laughed and drove off. So, this is a very, (laughs) this is a very frustrating case. I'm very, I'm going to be very honest with you. It's probably to be what you expect it's going to be. It's just very frustrating to see the fails that we did to so many people. So, back to Marvin. I'm going to speak a little bit more on him. He grew up in Volusia County. He moved to Miami. I don't have the specific age, and he moved to Miami. And then he went to study at Morehouse College. Morehouse College is a HBCU, by the way. It's where Martin Luther King went. He actually studied there eight years after Martin Luther King had studied there. So that shows you how close in time we are, and that shows you the era he grew up in. So he grew up in the Civil Rights era, where they were doing the marches, Malcolm X. Um, Loki blew my mind how, like... Recent that was? Yeah. Like, when I sat down and looked at it, I was like, oh. Yeah, like, when I was seeing the pictures, because on his website he has pictures from, like, that era and that time. When you see pictures, and you're like, holy shit, that was in the 50s and 60s? Mm-hmm. My father was born in 66. That's insane. You're telling me. So you- after that, after he graduated from college, he joined the Navy. And towards the end of, the, end of his career, he applied to U.S. graduate school in 1967. And he was denied entry because no blacks were allowed in graduate school at UF at that time. He Whoa. got a letter that said, we cannot offer you admission because you are black. But if you go to another school out of the state of Florida, we will pay your tuition. So they would not admit him into the program, even though he was qualified for the program. But they would pay for his school. So he went to the University of Tennessee. Yeah. So, as I said, Marvin actively lived through the many human rights activist movements, as well as talks about living in the South during the Jim Crow era. He is a vastly interesting man, and without his deep dive and coverage of the Newberry Six Massacre, Rosewood Massacre, and other hate crimes done to blacks in Florida, I would not have found the information about the truth of this case. I would never have found it. It just, like, boggles my mind, like, whoa. So this case happened in 1916. Coincidentally enough, only seven years later, we had a very frighteningly similar act against a mostly black community several miles down the road in Rosewood, Florida. So to say there was a lot of Klan activity at this time would be the understatement of the century. Uh, This is in the 30s or the 60s? um, So Rosewood happened in 1923. My great-grandmother was born in 1922. Yeah, this is why I kind of, like, I hate these historical ones. Not because it's just time is an illusion. And when you sit down and realize that 1916 was only 104 years ago. That is, like, it feels like... Time is an illusion. That is somebody's great-grandparent. So we got generational issues going on here. Mm -hmm. Um, To be specific, there were a lot of white men in power who were high-ranking officials of the Klan. Shocker, I'm no so one. Before I go any further, I want to make this clear. At no point is racism ever acceptable, common, passable, or even cool. If you have hatred for someone else because they're skin-toned, you're a coward and you deserve your karma tenfold. 
and a fucking story i don't give a fuck yep no period i don't care what your fucking story is no as humans it is our job to protect those around us and keep each other happy healthy and most importantly safe 100 percent. now i'll get off my soapbox and i will start to tell you about what happened in newberry florida in 1916 so let me paint the picture of what 1916 looked like it had been a leap year that year oh how fun cars would run you about 400 dollars. oh how nice you could buy almost any food item for under 25 cents often those are painted as much simpler times you know like all the white people the ones who don't claim they're racist but they're they're totally racist like oh i miss the simpler times it's not simpler we were vastly uneducated. There was only 6%, 6% of Americans at that point in time had gone to school. Whoa. Yep. So nobody had a high-paying job, so that's why things no, couldn't cost. No, because a 40-hour work week had just been introduced in 1916 by a singular company. What company? I don't know. I should have wrote them down because I wanted to tell them I'd hate them. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse we, you. We I am working as know. a... Oh, Okay, the the light switch was invented in 1916. Oh, the National Park Service was created. Wait, wasn't that under Teddy Roosevelt? I think so. He was yeah, the president. 1916. Yep. Oh my gosh. Teddy. Yep. And finally, the first Battle of World War One happened in 1916. It happened in France. So we haven't even had a World War yet. That is where we are at in life. Whoa. So to narrow it down, we are in Newberry, Florida, which is 16 miles from Gainesville, Florida. There are grove trees clumped together that is called Lynch Hammock. Um, okay. And to this day, stories can be told of the horrors that happened in the hanging tree in Alachua County. What, what, it was called a hanging tree? Mm-hmm. Do they still call it the hanging tree and the Lynch? Um... Lynch Hammock and hanging tree are interchangeable. It's the same thing. We're talking about the same thing. I will oh, refer to it, it as Lynch Hammock. We give it two names? Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. It, please tell me it's burned to the ground. We'll get there. Oh, boy. So there is a poem that was written by Audra Eagle about the hammocks that I wanted to read to you. Here the wind comes like a secret, hot and sudden, savored like a last breath, breath bow like necks. You will hear echoes of denied prayers, then murmurs of the thousands who caught a glimpse of our strange fruit. The summer rain washes away footprints and tire tracks. Growing grass where cameras flashed and tears once fell. You'll see no marker, nothing but the hammocks. Whispered secrets beneath the glaring, stifling sun. It's very ominous. It's very ominous. And since I'm kind of an English nerd, I'm going to break it down for you a tiny bit. Break it down, break it down. So... The, the very second line, savored like a last breath, breaking bows like necks. Very directly, inferencing being hung. You'll hear echoes of denied prayers, then murmurs. Of the, sh- of the thousands who caught a glimpse of our strange fruit. Because after they hung people, people used to come and look at them as they hung in the tree. I'm sorry, what? They, I'm going to cry actually. <laughs> They would come and look at them as they hung in the trees. Like it was a thing? It was a thing. How how are these the people 
that raised the people who are leaders in our countries right now. Because like, it answers a lot about the leaders in our country right now. Like this is their parents. The age group that's running the political scheme, this is their parents. That's the age demographic breakdown. This is their mom and dad that did this. And like they took their kids there to bed, didn't they? So before I go into the Newberry Massacre, I wanted to talk about something that took place in 1902. Okay, so, so we're backing up. Backing up before we get to 1916. Um, I might cry a lot during this. I don't really care. Um, so there were two young black boys who were estimated to be about 12 years old. They had been working for a farmer all day in his watermelon fields. At the end of the day, they got up and they were going to leave. But while they were in the process of leaving, the farmer who the young boys had been working for, accused them of opening and eating two of his watermelons in the field. Both of the boys denied even touching the fruit for the purpose of eating it. They just said, we just picked your fruit, I didn't eat your fruit. Their pleas fell on deaf ears as they were taken by force to the lynching hammock. Neither boy made it home to their, to their families that night. They were 12. They are some of the youngest black people who have ever been lynched in the state of Florida. To make matters even worse as if it could not get any worse after they hung literal children sorry um the mobs the mob of the whites who did this cut down the rope and put it around their neck and they wore it on their neck as a souvenir Ooh. and they wore that rope until it broke off of them these were kids. Babies. Over over watermelon. Two watermelons. Mm-hmm. Everything costs less than 25 cents. There is no way. I know. I told you this one's hard. They then found the boy's family and ran them out of town and told them never to return. The families had left so quickly that they left all their belongings and friends. They just left the same night it happened to their sons. They were chased out of town. As if all this wasn't bad enough, a little cherry on the top of everything, the newspaper article that was ran claimed that they were not boys, they were men, and they were lynched because they had murdered somebody. So when I talk about how hard it was to find proper information on this, it's because they were lying in the newspapers. Okay, there's no 12-year-old that's a man. No, but they said they were like men. They didn't say they were 12-year-olds. They said they were in their 20s and that they had murdered somebody. So uh, to set the scene for the massacre, I'm going to first highlight the whites who started the accusations that led to that night. Yeah, drop names. <laughs> so drop there them. was a constable of Newberry, and his name was George Wine. He was apparently, as I, as I said at this time, very beloved. The white people loved him. Do you want, you want to spell his name, put his lineage up there? <laughs> I'm getting to that. So his, oldest, his older sister was the matriarch of the Dudley family. So the Dudley family was one of the oldest families in Newberry. They were directly related to the Dudley family in South Carolina. And before the Civil Mm. War, they were plantations. And the Dudley plantation in South Carolina would ship slaves down to the Dudley plantation in Florida. Mm. And then after the Civil War... Human trafficking, fantastic. And after the Civil War, they became farms. 
That is some bull crap. You know what they still are? Plantations. Human trafficking. So the original accusation from Constable George Wine, I'm just going to call him Wine after this because he's a whiner, (laughs) claimed that there was a hog-stealing ring ran by blacks, which made the whites in the area afraid to raise new hogs. Is this why we have a hog issue in the state of Florida? Because y'all were just letting them out their fucking pens. Because do I believe that anybody stole a hog? No. No. Hogs you, are mean as fuck. You, I raised hogs for the county fair. They're assholes. They are. <laughs> and the little fucking tusks. No. Nope. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> and back then, they didn't even have real guns. A little pop goes. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay, but like you can't steal a hog. Like there's no hiding it, and they destroy. For those of you who don't know, hogs destroy everything. They are bulldozers worse than goats worse than horses worse than cows they will root and dig up every square inch of an enclosed area until they get to whatever they think they wanted you can't hide them they are a nuisance and they squeal exactly the hog stealing ring out the fucking window ain't nobody in the right mind stealing a hog because even if you had the best well-mannered hog on the face of the earth as caitlin just said the second you touch that bitch it's gonna squeal that's why the saying is squealing like a stuffed pig. It's a literal saying. Do you remember that jerk of a pig I had? That, like, you could look at this heifer wrong. You could look at her wrong, and she'd go to, like, Rah! and you're like, I can't. Yeah, they're, like, pigs terrify me, actually. I don't find them cute. Okay, but the two main suspects were Mills Dennis and Boise Wong. So Mills was caught pretty early on. Um, and was jailed in the Alachua County Jail until they could catch Boise as well. So, around 2 a.m., George Wine, uh, accompanied with two other white males, went to the Long residence. They then broke into the house as the family was sleeping. Um, and so, the first thing that they did was search Long's bed for guns, because they claimed he had guns in his bed with him. In the process, Long woke up and shot at two of the men. men. He shot one of them in the wrist, and then he shot the constable in the abdomen. Long then stood up, got dressed in his night clothes. So he put clothes on. After shooting two people, he put clothes on. And then shot the constable one more time before turning and running through the woods. And in the process of fleeing, the constable shot at him. It is never addressed if the constable hit him or not. It's never brought up. It's a lot of crimes in like one sentence. This is a very long, like, you know, you gotta think, like when you think about people who are like lie about like shit, how long their stories are. Mm-hmm. And then he did this and then this and then he shot me once, shot him twice and then ran away. And put his jam jams on. But there was three of us in one of him. But he got the upper hand on us. Okay, uh, sh- sure. But wine had been shot in the abdomen. That was the truth. And so they rushed him by train to Jacksonville, Florida. What? It was the closest medical hospital. We didn't have a hospital in Gainesville at the time. Oh. So they had to put him on a train to send him up to Jacksonville. Woo woo. He died on Friday afternoon. Yeah, because they had to take the train to the hospital. He was also shot in the gut. You don't usually recover from that. Yeah, and it's hard to recover from racism, so... 
Yeah, it's almost like it's karma. It's like a net neutral. So his older sister, Fanny Dudley, and the rest of the Dudley family, along with the Newberry community, was enraged by the death of the constable. From the injuries he suffered from breaking and entering? Violating the law he took an oath to protect? 1916. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure that our listeners know that he violated the law. Stand your ground, mob. When did that become a thing? I thought Florida's always had a stand your ground thing. Like, I think Florida just always be wildin', so... Probably. So it's even rumored that Fanny, because she, again, she's the matriarch of the Dudley family. Like oh, she's God, in so control. She's a bitch. Yeah. They, she's she a is described bitch. as a strong powered. <laughs> yeah. She's an older sister. Not that I want to give this bitch any credit, but. So she looks like a bulldog with lipstick, is what you're telling me. Well, she kind of does, honestly. <laughs> I mean, all racist people look ugly as fuck. I have never seen a cute racist person. They look like bulldogs. And don't anybody come for us and say, no, Tommy Lauren's pretty, because <laughs> we'll okay. redact that so we don't get sued by Fox News. No, I can laugh at somebody saying she's pretty. It's a personal opinion. Oh. You can't sue me for my opinion. I'm sure they try and find a way, you know, only they're allowed to have them. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so it's rumored that Fanny was the one who rallied the mob. Oh, so she's the instigator. She's the potster. She is the potster. It was her idea. And so the Dudleys then led the mob with the help of Sheriff Perry G. Ramsey to start the search for Bosey Long. So one of the first victims to um, fall victim to this mob his name was Jim Dennis. He was a member of a family that was close to Mr. Long. So the Whites claimed, this is their story, that he was shot while resisting arrest. It's not resisting if you don't have authority to put But a on. much different story comes from Albert Ross, whose grand- grandson is still alive. And so as he told the story to his family, the mob showed up to Dennis's house and drug him out. Then, once he was out, they drove him somewhere, forced him to get out and open a gate. And as his back was turned to them, they shot him in the back. And then after that, they went and told his young wife where he was at and that she could go get him. And so his young wife went and found his body at the gate of the pasture. So obviously this reign of terror does not stop because I I did say that there were six. Jim isn't counted in the people who were lynched because he was not lynched. Because he was shot. Um, So the reign of terror did not stop here while the mob searched for long. They rounded up more people he was close to, claiming that they had helped him escape. So those that they caught were Bert and Mary Dennis, directly related to Jim Dennis, Stella Young, Long's wife, and two more of his friends, Andrew McHenry and John Baskin. After they captured these innocent people, they then were held in the Newberry Jail, where the group continued their search for Bozy Long. So, before I go any further in the story, this is something I didn't know until I researched this story. Um, It's kind of heartbreaking. 
Um, the act of capturing and then lynching black suspects, friends, and family was a common occurrence in these cases. So, and I'm not going to play ignorant here and act like I was not aware of the baseless murders that not only happened to those that were accused, but to those that were related of the accused. But to have it painted out as that was just a common practice, absolutely gutted me. Like, it was just, it was like a normal fucking Sunday afternoon. Oh, you're related to him and we think he did something, so we're just going to hang you too. I'm like honestly speechless. So they were held in the Newberry Jail. And so they were then taken from the Newberry Jail to a cluster of trees. They were told to make peace with their maker. And that with them being gone, the hog stealing ring would be over and the whites would be safe in the community again. They were then hung on individual branches early in the morning hours. The white people left their bodies hanging from the trees until nearly one in the afternoon. It is reported in the Florida Times that there was a line of cars that were driving past to see these victims, like miles down the road. And these are men and women. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Um, so many Newberry and Gainesville residents came to watch the bodies as they hung. So they drove over 16 miles. <coughs> Disrespectfully, fuck you guys if you did this. Like, mm -hmm. if you... They drove from games. And 16 miles back in 1916? That was like an afternoon trip. For now, for us, it's like 16 miles is 20 minutes. Nope. They made a whole last trip out of it. To go and look at the bodies as they hung from trees. Of innocent people. Going back to that poem where they said they looked at them like they were fruit. Bro, oh, this is fucked up. So the other uh, suspect was, um, I mentioned him earlier, Mills. I just blanked on his last name. I want to get his name correct. He deserves to have his name correct in this. You know, absolutely. Um, to come back to a fact while you look at that. Florida was the first in the nation in 2005 to adopt such a law as Stand Your Ground. 2005. Wow. So, um, Mills Dennis, that's his name. The other suspect, um, oh, I kind of touched on this earlier, but yeah, he was the one that they caught and they did shoot him as well for the crime. He was a Methodist pastor. And apparently, allegedly, was the head of the hog stealing ring. The pastor was the head of stealing. Okay. This is where the divide between Baptists and Methodists really start forming in the South. Because you'll notice a lot of the historically black churches, Methodists, have a predominantly black following. The white Baptists, granted, there are some black Baptists as well and some other colored Baptists as well. But this is where you really see racism play out, even in religion. To which I say, it is the white Catholic Church that has issues, and it is the white Southern Baptist preachers that can't seem to keep their hands to themselves. <laughs> exactly. So at this point, so we're about like two days into it, um, Long is still at large. So the Florida Times actually ran an article saying that the suspect, that they suspect him to be an Dong Tung Hammock. 
which is five miles outside the city. And once he is found, there will be a neck party if he is captured alive. In the newspaper? The newspaper. A necktie party. What newspaper was this? Florida Times Union. Wait, wait, we are not going to be subscribing to them. (laughs) Fuck you, white people. (laughs) Like, this is just, like, my mind is blown. Yep. Uh, So for the next two days, various white mobs raged through the areas. To the point that... It's still recording, I think. Okay. All right. We'll just edit that out. Ready? So for the next two days, various white mobs raged through the area. To the point that uh, local blacks in the community went to seek protection and comfort from their local white neighbors. They even went to Franny Dudley herself and begged her for protection. And she gave it to them. After she started this. I'm sorry, what? You regret it now? Okay. So, at the end of the second day, Long was caught. Um, He stopped at someone's house to ask for food. He stopped at Squire Long's house. They're not related. Okay. Squire Long was a uh, black member of the Jonesville community. Um... And so whenever he turned him in, he made enemies in Jonesville for the rest of his life. But I'm going to pause this and I'm going to say this. To an extent, I do not blame Squire Long. No. No. Because if they had even found out that he possibly helped Bozy Long, they would have lynched and murdered his entire family too. Oh, yeah. They created a dog-eat-dog world. Yeah. So, he went on trial on September 7th, 1916, so a few months later, six weeks later to be exact, with an all-white jury. He was his own defense. He didn't get, like, a public defender? Nope. Jim Harris, or Dr. Jim Harris... He was a doctor, was the other guy, one of the other guys who was with the constable whenever they broke into this man's house. Oh, and the doctor couldn't save the constable? Mm-mm. And the doctor is the one that was shot in the wrist. So the doctor is where the original claims come from, that they found Mr. Long in his bed with a ton of guns, and he shot at them. As Long tells it, they busted into his room. He hopped up to put a shirt on. Wine shot at him first. Where his shirt was at, there was a gun where his shirt was at. So he picked up his gun and shot the people in the room. And then fled. Your Honor, I plead that is self-defense. Yeah. Well, because they... They busted in my room. They broke into me house. Me casa. Me casa e no so tu casa. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish, so I probably just said nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh... My dear, like, hey, Kelsey, I'm going to bust in your house and I don't want you to do anything. Which, like, I think maybe. Remember we had a katana? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Kelsey, there's a break in the the audio recording right there, isn't there? Uh Uh-huh. You want to tell our listeners why it uh, stopped? GarageBand has this cool feature (laughs) that whenever you kick back too loud, 
aka cackle like witches into the mic. It says that we were too loud and there was an audio feedback that was too loud. So it paused the audio to make sure that we wanted that loud break to be in there. So garage band, like every other white man we've ever talked to, just told us we were too loud. <laughs> yeah, well, garage band was invented by Apple. White. <laughs> I'm telling you, I hate white people. I can't. So the trial was over in just two hours. What? It's a two-hour trial. The jury came back with their decision in under seven minutes. Oh, um, am I going to be surprised? You want to take a random guess? Guilty. Oh. Of slaying wine. Slaying? Slaying. So on October 27th, they hung Bozy Long in the Alachua County Jail's yard. He didn't go to Lynch Hammock. I guess they had a tree in the Lotcher County Sheriff's oh. Office. Oh, we just grew oh, fantastic. We had a hanging tree. Every tree I see near a police department now, I'm going to be like, burn it down. Probably was. So I you, said the tree, not the police department. Don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> so later, the Dudley family spoke out about how beloved Constable George Wine was. And they said an estimated 1,500 whites took to the woods to search and find Bozy Long. Oh, wow. Like, I give a fuck. I'm sorry. I, I believe you said... 1,500 um, racist white people? Now, let me pause and say this. Pause, pause, pause. pause. For anybody that tells me they are generationally from Gainesville or Newberry. Eh. My eyes are on you. Because I'm from the area. Not really. My mom moved down here. My dad moved down here. I'm not from here. I'm not from here. I don't have any generational family from here. We're from up north, which the north is just as bad as the south. The north just hides it better. My family's from down south, so. Yeah. So we're both not Gainesville locals. We are Florida natives because we were born and raised in Florida. Her parents were born and raised in Florida, but her grandparents were not. Correct. My grandparents were not. My parents were, I'm like 95% sure my dad was, so like question mark on that one. But my mom for sure sees. Yeah. Both my parents were born in different states and then they moved here. So when you're telling that story, you said Constable Weiner Pants, right? I believe you meant to say criminal Weiner Pants since he broke and entered into a establishment yes. he didn't have a warrant for. That's exactly what he should be because he is a criminal. Criminal. So the youngest Dudley son um, spoke about one instance. This is where we say it's an estimated six people. Because we only have confirmation on the six. Mm. There was an oh, instance no. when an innocent young black male had a rope tied around his neck. <sighs> the rope was then tied to a horse. The horse was saddled and somebody rode the horse. So as they were dragging him, they hung him. So he died of lynching as well. Not on the tree. He was lynched from the back of a horse as he was drugged down a road. What the fuck is wrong with people? There was apparently a state senator that was there as well when that happened. Shut the fuck up. And so the rope that they used to hang the six... It was made in the kitchen of the Dudley house. As people went to Franny and begged her for protection, 
oh yeah, sure, you're just fine. I'm just making the rope to hang six innocent people. Please tell me she died like a horrible death or something. I don't want to hear peacefully in her sleep. I want to hear like raging there, house There's fire. not much about them because, um, of course, the family has been protected for years by other whites in the community as well as the Alachua County Sheriff's Office. Oh, okay. Beyond them, those who were murdered, the six innocent, those who murdered the six innocent have never been held accountable for what they did. That's bullshit. Several eyewitnesses that were there whenever they were hung. Because you got to think, whenever they hung people back in the day, it was like a community event. Bring your children, bring your popcorn, bring your cameras. Again, they talk about cameras in that poem I read to you. Jesus Christ, that's insane. These are human beings. Not to these people. Remember, you, we saw them as less than at that point. Bullshit. So is- some of the people in attendance were sheriff's officers. No. Without their badges, they didn't have their badges on. Oh, you know, that makes okay. it so much better. <laughs> I still see that you're a sheriff's officer, dumbass. Yeah. We've like, got so many. Just like teachers, you guys still have an image to keep up in the public. You are a sheriff's officer even without your badge on. Oh my god. A state senator. So most Blech. likely. They never name drop the state senator, by the way. So he's protected. Oh, look this shit up. Give me you're not going to find it. And local high school students. What? Who, according Hold to on. the locals. I screamed too loud at the what? I'm sorry. Crouch man yelled at me again. I'm going to lower my voice. <laughs> okay. So according what? to locals um, at the time, they said this about the people who were in attendance at the lynching. In ordinary circumstances, they wouldn't have even harmed a kitten. I call bullshit. Bullshit. Hey, Kelsey. You don't go from not harming a kitten to hanging somebody from a tree. Hey, um, Kelsey. I just hit my mic. I'm sorry if you heard a thud. Um, we're pretty chill people. I like to think we're pretty nice. Don't provoke us. Don't, don't fuck around and find out. Um, you ever been like, I'm going to go down to a lynching. Or I'm going to go join the murder clan of I don't know whatever. And that ever crossed your mind? Or are you just, you know, you're just a good no, person who like doesn't do bad things. It really makes me think like. So beyond this, like back in the Greek and Roman times when they used to have, or back in the freaking medieval days, medieval, middle evil, medieval <laughs> days, when they used to execute people in front of people, they used to chop their heads off. That, t- like, the, well, you know, I'm squeamish. Okay, I say I'm squeamish. I they can, would bring their kids, they'd bring their family, they'd bring the whole damn great grandma who's been alive for 40 years, because you know, at that point, she, she's an old hag. We can I'm watch crime shows while eating dinner, but like if it gets to like a scary movie with guts and things, like out, I'm out. Exactly. But I go back to my statement. I call bullshit. Like, and you can't just go under. It's a mob mentality. No, because somebody has to lead the mob, right? Because mob mentalities go both ways. And at some point, like you have to be like to your core values, like, bro, this is wrong. Like, I'm not participating. I'm out. Yep. Not just I'm not participating, but I'm watching. That's participation. Yep. So, in some good news, there's not a whole lot. Okay, we'll hold on to the to the small. The trees in this case were eventually cut down. Woo! As the town of Newberry developed. So, back to the first mayor. Whenever he was mayor, those trees were still there. No. Mm-hmm. They used to sit on the corner of Newberry Lane and Highway 26. No. When Highway 26 expanded, 
Then and only then did they cut down the trees and pave over it. That road is so haunted. That road is so haunted. Rightfully so. They talked about um, how whenever Stella Young, whenever she was hung, and it's, I, I only found it in a few places, so it's not like super, I mean, I only had one article, but like it was very slightly mentioned that how the groves, because part of it, not the trees that they were hung on is still there, but they're still a part of lynching hammock that's still there. You could still go to the lynching hammock. You won't see the exact trees, but as we know, negative energy stays. You do yeah. evil things, it stays there. Yeah. But it was said whenever they hung Stella Young, there was a flash and a big boom of light that went off. Mm. All I know is everybody who was there, you're all rotting in hell right now, ain't you? <sighs> Hell's hot. Yeah. Should have stopped sinning. How's the mob mentality now? Fire and brimstone. So one of the things that Marvin found in his research he had to go to several different libraries to find research on this case as i said because again all the news articles were written by white people at the time how terrifying to have to be the one searching for this because you know i wanted to stay hidden people wanted this to not be a thing mm-hmm. like i like hearing about it i'm worried like secondhand for like his safety doing this me too especially because he is a black male in florida wow because in 2022 we are not any better I'm awful at math. It's been 106 years, not a. I said I said 104 earlier. In my mind, I was going off of 2020. That's okay. You're not a math major. You're fine. So Marvin Dunn actually found a picture. <gasps> no. And you can find the picture on the internet. No. After they hung them, and cut them down from the trees, <laughs> there's a mob of people who took pictures, <gasps> standing. You can see the bodies, smiling. There's. So- Garage man's gonna kick me off again. They're smiling. They're smiling. Smiling. That's not mom mentality. That's fucked up. They were identified as the four young sons of the Dudley family. A state senator. They don't ever name drop the state senator. I'm really gonna. But was confirmed to be a state senator in that picture. Drop names. Drop them. Yeah. Do you want to actually? Um, you want to pause it? I'll show you the picture super quick. So you showed me the picture. So you showed me the picture, not to like be creepy or anything, but one of the victim's eyes is still open. And it's not even like it's like three or four. There's like a group. I want to say like 10 to 15 people. Maybe Okay, maybe 12 to 15 people. There are kids there. There are children there. The Dudley sons were there. Literally. I guess when you said sons, I think of like, Young men, you thought like... Yeah, like 20s. Nope. Those are children. children standing next to murdered victims. Smiling. Mm-hmm. And like they had to take old-fashioned photos back then, so you had to hold and... Ugh. That's turn-of-the-century pictures. That's not now. It's not a quick click. Oh, we got it. That's... You know, speaking of this, I want to see what happened to Franny Dudley in, in her ratchety, riggedy-ass life. You raggedy bitch. How, 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 how can we as humans do these to other humans? That's what boggles my mind. Like, we did this to other humans. Like, at the end of the day, 
you're a human, I'm a human. Just because I don't agree with what you do, just because you don't agree with what I do, at the end of the day, we still have heartbeats and we still bleed red. Mm-hmm. Unless there's an alien out there, and at this point, like, don't come for me, I'm sorry, but hit me up. Um, we did this to other humans. We did this to other living, breathing, caring people. Innocent people. For no reason. All six of them? Everybody was innocent in this. Because there was no hog stealing ring. Because you can't steal there a hog. There was no hog stealing ring. At the core of this, the core issue was a goddamn fucking lie. A hog stealing ring does not exist. It is not real. Not a real thing. I mean, like, what? did he have a trailer where they just slung on this hog in the back of a truck and just. They didn't have yee-yee. trailers back then, they had carriages. 1916. The Oldsmobile is still a thing. People are still driving Oldsmobiles. How in the fuck? They got tractors. How? How you, do you see the tractors from 1916 in those old museums? Raggedy. How the fuck are you stealing a hog with the tractor and a carriage? You're not. Like, what? No. Constable? George Weiner ass. Criminal. Had a bone to pick with Jim Dennis. Not Jim Dennis. Mills Dennis and Bozy Long. I don't know what that is, and do will we ever know the answer? No. But he had something he was mad about, and he made up a hog stealing ring. And all these white people hated black people so much, they went along with it. Because at the end of the day, this is not the only one in Florida. Because we have Newberry, and then we have the Rosewood Massacre, which I talked about a little bit before. Seven years later. Seven. And that was an entire town of people. That town is still un- uninhabited to this day. It's a ghost town? They burned it to the ground. Oh, it's not a ghost town. No. Um, so, we saw the pictures. Some of them have been positively identified as the young Dudley sons. Speaking of them, the house that they lived in is now owned uh, by a state park. And has been restored to show a reflection of what Florida cracker living looked like during that time. Because y'all are some crackers. Saltines at that. I want to scream, but I don't want to mess up GarageBand again. Yeah, you can go visit it. I'm halfway tempted to go visit it. Not because, I mean, they don't own it anymore. I just would like to see the bad energy there. Do We, we don't have to pay anything, right? I don't want to give them money. It's a state park. I don't think we got to pay anything. I don't want to see it to give them money. I want to see it because I want to put this, even as I tell you this, I this go somehow in my mind still seems like it's make-believe. I know all this is real, but I could just not fathom. No, like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, To me, and this house is a state park now, where they literally, because you know, I mean, I don't know, I, I guess I'm stupid. I didn't think about how they made ropes back in the day. You know, now we just go and buy from the store. It, they had to make their own ropes. That's what they were doing in the kitchen. I don't know how you make a rope. I didn't look into that. But that kitchen's still standing. This is like... You can go still stand in that kitchen. Added a layer of horror. Yeah. You had to purposefully... You purposely... The convenience was not there. It's 1916. 
I'm gonna Google how you do, how do you make a rope. Do, 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 do. So Google is great. I'm gonna go on a tangent. Okay. I don't ever want a single individual to tell me that our policing is not based off of systemic racism, systematic racism. And if you do believe that it's not, I want you to explain all these cases. I want you to explain this case to me right here, right now. You can't because uh, it's not the truth. Correct. That's why I always say the KKK did not go away. They became police officers. They became mayors. They became judges. They became lawyers. And we understand. They leveled up. They got very smart. And we understand that, yes, there are good people in every profession just as there's bad people. But if the system is bad, the system needs an overhaul. So the first, I'm going to read you step by step how you make a rope. Okay. So the first thing is you got to pick your fabric, what you want to make a rope out of. You can do it from plant fiber. They probably used twine back in the day or paper strips. I'm going to go with twine. Twine feels. So next from that, you cut or gather your threads. Then you tie your threads together at the top. You know what this sounds an awful lot like? Those stupid fucking bracelets we made in school. Kelsey. Kelsey, how did they teach people how to do things back in the day? You couldn't Google it. No, somebody had to teach them how to do this. They were learned how to, They probably learned how to tie a rope from the indigenous people we murdered off. But think about this. Think like A lot of our memories, our favorite memories, are cooking in the kitchen, being silly. These people were in their kitchen passing down how to make a rope to murder somebody. Mm-hmm. They weren't passing down spaghetti with a little bit of water in the jar to shake it out and stretch it a little bit farther because, you know, money was tight. They are literally sitting there and passing down a recipe for racism and murder. Mm -hmm. I want to burn this, like, I want to burn that place down. If this house is still allowed to stand and these trees are still allowed to stand, this is, this bullshit. Can we start a petition to burn this stuff down? Probably. I don't know how much signatures we'd get because we're still protecting the white families that did this. Um, They should pay the reparations. If anyone knows how to get a petition started, can we please get a petition started for reparations? So you then tie your threads together. So very like, very similar to braiding. You tie your threads together. And as you start getting a little bit too short, you splice up additional threads to make it a longer rope. And then once you tie it all off, you trim the excess. I don't think they really had scissors back in the day. So all this has been super intentional. From the very get-go of this fake-ass hog ceiling ring. Like, people were murdered on lies just for the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. Also, somebody explain to me how the hell you're going to steal a hog. I would like to know. Please, as... I call myself, like, a lazy ag person. So, like, I wasn't hardcore parkour ag, but I was, like, aggy. Um, you can't steal a hog without commotion. And I feel like there would be, I don't know, witnesses to say. And you know the craziest thing? Not the craziest thing. This entire thing has been crazy. Even if there had been missing hogs, 
white people at this time would go out of their way to lie about things black people did to them to get them murdered. Case in point, Emmett Till. So, I, I don't know. I just, it dawned on me. I made a joke about the hog issue we have around these parts. One or two spare hogs I let out of a ring. And now I accuse them of being stolen. Or that slipped out, you know, because I'm sure their fences weren't the best. They were too busy making rope to do other things than to mend their freaking fence. But these hogs just slipped out. Now they live in the wild. And they bred and bred and bred and bred. And now we have a hog issue. We had a snake issue too. Well, I'm not getting into that. Um, So to wrap this up, I want to bring to the front what has recently been done. So as I mentioned in this case, uh, it took place in 1916. After this case took place, nothing made the newspaper until 2020. When the mayor of Newberry and the citizens of Newberry wrote to the Equal Justice Institution and said that they wanted to have an understanding and get everybody in the city of Newberry to understand what actually happened to those that were lynched in 1916. In 2019, so a year before that, they placed the historical marker in Pleasant Plain United Methodist Church Cemetery in Jonesville, which is where the six are buried at. Oh. That is all they have done. This case happened in 1916. That was 106 years ago. 106 years ago. Those who were negatively impacted by this crime are still feeling the after effects whether you want to admit it or not. And those whites who did this crime are still being protected by the community that they committed this in. I'm going to go back to earlier where I talked about, I'm going to pull up his name in exact, where he talks about what happened to Jim Dennis, Albert Ross. His grandson talked to Marvin Dunn. Albert Ross saw this happen, told the story through his family. His grandson then told Marvin Dutton what happened to Jim Dennis. Just to show you that time is an illusion. It's just, I'm, I'm speechless. This boggles my mind. Hatred's always boggled my mind. What? Yeah, why, why? This is one, it's hard to wrap up because I hate to wrap up something like this because even in 2022, our work is not done. No. As allies, protectors, whatever we need to be, the work still is not done. We're sitting in 2022. We had 2020 happen, which, you know, I had a little buzzing in the back of my ear when I saw that in 2020, the mayor of Newberry wanted to understand what happened in 1916. Real funny timing you got there, don't you? George Floyd much? You feel the feel the pressure of the world around you. Shut do you remember up. going to rallies? We were going to rallies in 2020 about Black Lives Matter movement, which it even that feels like a lifetime ago. But in the same year, all of a sudden, the mayor of Newberry and the citizens want to know what happened, and it doesn't seem like anything's happened since then. Oh my God! They used it as a publicity stunt. They probably did because they don't care. Because those who profited off it in 1916 
their family members are still in power in 2022. Those are the same people that are running the same place. Like a certain little grocery store we have right down the road. That family lives in Alachua. No. And they've been here. Same last name, too. They've <gasps> been here since the early 1800s. And they had a cattle farm. You know what that is? A plantation. You had a plantation. But you still have multiple grocery stores around the same area. So you are still profiting. You actually run a very successful wedding venue, too. <gasps> I'm not going to drop it. I'm not name dropping it because I don't want to be sued. Holy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I've never shopped there. Yeah, their food kind of sucks. Y'all suck. It's because you're racist. You know who you That's are. That's why your milk's always bad too, bitch. <laughs> oh! I mean, because like racist, I mean all shitty old white people, but like racist old white people, they age like milk. Please note the image from our, our last episode of that woman. Cruella fucking DeVille ages like milk. Dollar General Cruella DeVille. You look like cottage cheese. <laughs> Nobody actually eats cottage cheese and enjoys it. The military make their people eat yogurt and cottage cheese. <laughs> that is terrorism. I cackled too loud. I don't know if it heard me say that, but that is terrorism. <laughs> You're giving them cottage cheese and yogurt that's expired. It's probably just expired yogurt. I, my mind is blown. I know. And that is the case of the Newberry Six, the Newberry Massacre. Very hard to find information on. There is a book that's written. Oh, there is? Yeah, I forgot the name of the book. Let me pull it up. Yeah, we want to make sure we're giving out accurate information. Um, and again, we want to reiterate, like, we understand this is for entertainment, and you might be listening to this during your commute, but please educate yourself, even if it's donating five or six It's dollars. called Hidden in Plain Sight. Read a book, buy a book, educate it's yourself. Written by Janice Owens. You know better, so do better. Oh, wait, what is this? What is what? So, in 2021, there was actually a play done. It was called Newberry. It was put on on the Hippodrome Theater um, by a Ryan Hope Travis, and it talked about what happened to the Newberry Six in the final moments, and the proceeds, I guess, went to the Six's families. Hmm. But that is all we got. That's all they've done. That is all that has happened. And that is the very sad and awful case of what happened to six, eight, nine, ten, ten. Yeah, ten, because we had six that were hung. We had Jim Dennis who was shot. We had Mel Dennis who was shot. We had Boise Long, who was hung, and then we have the unnamed black male who was drugged by horseback. So that's at least 10. There's more than 10. I would bet money on that. And I would bet money that there was more that hung in that same exact tree because we don't call it Lynch Hammock for no reason. And they lost their lives for a fake 
Hog ceiling ring. And if you are generation generationally from the area of Gainesville or Newberry, I will never date you. I got eyes on you, racist. I got you pinned. You're down for the count. We gotta do better. We do gotta do better. We gotta be better. Yeah. We have to have these hard conversations and hear these stories. Yeah, and I mean, I have it in here. Like, a historical marker is not enough, and more needs to be done. No. I don't know what the answer is, so what is more? But I know, as you just said, there's not enough being done. No. This one, I don't know. This one just feels like... Heavy. Heavy. And talking about... I mean, the other ones have felt heavy, but like this one's like... Like, in, like sitting on your chest. Mm-hmm. We've just got to be better. We have to do better. It's not an option anymore. Well, we'll see you next week. Do good. Be good. Don't be an asshole, bitch. <laughs> Bye, humans. Good night.